man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the street, the leaves and two, the corpus bale. Give him a shotgun to please his mind, give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me, I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas, I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas, I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas, I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas, I want to see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with DJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sinking ship behind. All right, welcome back. For the second hour of the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, right here on 104.9 The Horn, or 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. This is the number one outdoor show on radio. On the Outdoor Zone radio show, we don't give in to the anti-gun crowd, the PETA terrorist, or the Taliban. It's just how we roll here in the bunkhouse. Ride the trail with us all week. Online at theoutdoorzone.com. You can, uh, we also use plastic straws and we don't kneel at the uh, National Anthem. National Anthem. Uh, So, bow season is happening right now. Dove season is, is happening right now. Bass fishing is going into the fall mode. It's the best time to be on the lake fishing. And and Salt Dog walked in here. Our ranch hand walks in here and showed us the picture of his dad. And Salt Dog, your dad went out, yes, was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah. He went out uh, yesterday in Matagorda Bay. Matagorda Bay. And he what was he throwing? Uh, Chad on a chatterweight. Uh, so out by the jetties and in the surf yesterday, basically patrolling for a uh, big bull reds, and they ended up getting them one. Got a thirty-seven inch bull red. Thirty-seven inch bull red. That's just a beast. And, and and the wild thing is, that probably won't be the biggest one him or his buddies catch this uh, October through November run. So so he's out. He's out looking for those big old bull red lurking in the surf and on the oh yeah i mean a lot of bay fishermen are right now like i said that's in the gulf coast of texas when those big bull red come in from offshore to lay hey it's a good time to be fishing man we need to call captain gordon taylor and get down there he'll find those bad boys you know, he posted on facebook uh he's like dj you get down here well he's in seattle right now he's been in seattle fishing so uh Rick McGee is our guest in the bunkhouse with us, and uh, he's from Lynchburg, Virginia. Rick, one of the things that I always love to talk about when we have you down here is that uh, job, the 
city deer hunter jobs that <laughs> you guys have down there. Right. I, it's so brilliant. So uh, explain what that is, what those guys' job is and what they do. They, is it a city or a county? It's the city, city of Lynchburg. And um, it, it's duplicated in other cities in the state of Virginia, but there's just such a white-tailed deer population problem in the city. Uh, the city of Lynchburg's average probably about 900 to 1,000 deer a year having to harvest for pest control. And, uh, and, and they've opened up a urban archery season. I think that's pretty that, – that's common in a lot of places. But, um, Not in Austin. No. Well, and, and, <laughs> I've been be. tempted, and I've been accused of it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a deer feeder behind your fence. And what I didn't, I just, I didn't tell you, but I just got hooked with about nine acres in the city that a private landowner is letting me use for urban archery, and it is ate up with deer. <laughs> you can just you can hunt on less than ten. Oh, you, you can hunt on one. You just got to manage the neighbors. You know, if that deer comes running across their yard bleeding out, you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, this but, would be so good at my house. <laughs> so anyway, but wow. back to your original question, the, it all comes from just a huge uh, population problem. People can't keep yep. flowers, people, you know, insurance claims in the in the city. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. they have a staff with the police department that is um, that's associated with uh, the wildlife, wild game uh, management and uh, pest control. And so they, but it's grown to be such a problem. They have a crew and a truck that go out probably three to five nights a week, and use a seventeen. Uh, they do have a three hundred eight also, but they you know have some bullets that disintegrate pretty quickly. And uh, they're super safety trained, big deal. And uh, and but they have about three or four guys they keep on staff, and they roll through there and kill five, eight, ten, twelve deer a night. Mm. To try to manage the deer population, but I, I got and nobody. Nobody says anything. Nobody. They're all okay with it, and well, well it makes sense. Well, yeah, but That's things are different here. We just recently had a deal. We live in a we live in a city where things don't make sense, brother. Okay, keep well, Austin make weird. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. There are people who don't appreciate the cause of the effort, and and so I'm sure they get some complaints, but it's not splashed loud enough to. To offset the need and the, and the utility it pr- provides, the, the use it provides. I bet so, you the local nurseries have a problem with this, though. They're not selling as many flowers oh if gosh. the deer aren't eating them. <laughs> well, so, people give up yeah. planting flowers. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, Rick, in a neighborhood where there's so many, they're like dogs. They've let them, you know, they feed them. They've let them congregate. They've gotten smaller disease, all that, because of it's gotten too big. They tried to control it through snipers then that was a problem, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, they didn't like the idea of them shooting them and all this stuff. So then they were going to relocate them down to Mexico. Well, they've run out of money and also the stress. They lost like almost half of whatever they pulled down there. Mm. And so then they started last year, they started doing nets. Well, one lady found uh, one of the deer that was netted. And it was struggling a little bit and took a video of it and posted it. And, oh, man, things went really weird after that. You know, look what they're doing. I can't believe this. Just to control the population. Yeah. Like you so you were going to say one of your buddies or some of your buddies or, you know. Well, some of them, I've had buddies that have been on that group. Matter of fact, one of one of my dear friends actually managed that group for for. Probably almost a decade. Dear friends or dear friends? <laughs> yeah, both. <laughs> both. <laughs> both. <laughs> both. <laughs> my great friends. 
manage that group, and they just uh, – they – it actually has a reverse effect. As tantalized as we are by the idea that you get to go shoot deer for a living, yeah. uh, they found they they looked less forward to deer season. Mm-hmm. They didn't hunt as much. It was just what you did every night. And, and of course, the pictures of the massive bucks and all that had, had some drama to it and some – some hoorah, but you know it's it's a different thing. It becomes your job. Well, and then but there and they don't throw them in a big du- dumpster either. They take Absolutely. them and they process every bit of it, right? Absolutely goes to a local processor. Hunters for Hungry gets just a lot of their meat from those guys. Absolutely. So well, I mean I, that is a that is a brilliant use of. Well, and I know that feeling though, where you're saying they're just less enthused about. I mean, when I was guiding hunts regularly and we were whacking and stacking exotics, you oh, know, sure. and all that kind of stuff, it kind of like, I didn't hunt for a while there. I didn't hunt because it just kind of burned me out on that whole hunting thing. So I totally get that. Right, yeah. Right. It sounds like the dream job till it becomes your job. Well, that's uh, urban hunting. That I, I, I still, like to put I that still on my would resume. like to have that job for a little while. <laughs> right. Anyway, it's a brilliant it's a brilliant solution to a common problem, and more people ought to look at it. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse. Hey, on the flip side, we've got your PETA report. You don't want to miss it, and you only get it one place. The Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse, Sunday morning, 7 to 9, 1049 The Horn, or 24-7-365 at the Outdoor Zone. Dot com. Troubles will come. They will pass. We'll find a woman. You'll find love. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse. I'm TJ Graney. That's Cody Ryan. Beefsteak is rolling out to get to church early today. It's going to be at Vertical Chapel in Kyle, Texas. Is it Vertical Chapel? Yes. In Kyle, Texas. You'll have a Kids Outdoor Zone KOZ booth set up there if you want to go by and see him. Nile Maxwell Super Center. Power Days. Adventure Days. The fall is finally here and the weather's perfect to hit the lake. You need a truck that's big enough to pull the boat to get you down there. That's going to be a nice, like the, the 2019 Ram 1500. Oh, it's a beautiful truck. Not to mention the newest technology on the market and more than 100 safety features. And this thing's powerful. It can tow more than 12,500 pounds. How about the classic 2019 Jeep Wrangler? The iconic go-everywhere vehicle. Great on the lake. The technology is hot. The designs, upgrades, everything is awesome on these things. Um. And they have the two and the four door Wranglers at uh, Nile Maxwell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. 
They're the Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram sales leader in Central Texas. Now Maxwell Supercenter, 620 and 183 in Austin. Visit them online, nilemaxwellsupercenter.com. They're a new one of our new sponsors for the show, and we're just glad to have them. Being a Dodge guy myself, happy to have them with us. Now it's time for your PETA report. They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA report because we love animals too. They taste great. Man, this is the perfect costume. I'm just not paying this amount for it. PETA sells Halloween costume of Trump Jr. carrying a bloody leopard. The left-wing animal activist organization People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals is knocking Donald Trump Jr. over his penchant for hunting, selling a Halloween costume of him carrying a bloody leopard for a sum of $169.00. PETA is encouraging its activists to place pre-orders for its Donald Trump Jr. hunting hunting Halloween costume, which includes a blood-soaked leopard stuffed animal, a blood-stained camouflage jacket with the name tag that says half-cocked, and a red, red cap with Trump Jr.'s name on it. PETA oh. says they got the idea for the costume from the trophy hunting photo that Trump showed that showed the Trump brothers grinning over the body of a dead leopard. Uh, There's nothing more frightful than an entitled ghoul who gets his kicks from gunning down wild animals. I actually like the costume. I like it a lot. I mean, it's something, you know, if I'm going to go leopard hunting, that's what I expect to look like. Minus the scratch marks and the Yeah. Well, that's, and and they added. But that's Halloween. Yeah. You know? Man, it's uh, the animal rights group said that all proceeds from the sales of the costume would go towards its activism efforts, which included building tombstones for dead lobsters and creating billboards urging Maryland residents not to eat crabs. Useful stuff. Yeah, really. That is gonna that is gonna bring more animals. Save the lobsters. Save the lobsters. Well, the billboard guys have got to make money too. I just, I can't believe I that people actually give money to this organization and when you see what they use it for. I don't know. You've, anyway. Oh, don't even get me started with the politicalness of this country right now. I'm so over it. I Days. just want to go out to the lake and go fishing. Daisy Outdoors Products, the most recognized name in air guns worldwide and maker of the famous Red Ryder BB gun, has finally answered the calls of consumers for an adult-sized Red Ryder. It's about the time. The bigger Red Ryder comes in two kits available only through Daisy.com. Fans of the classic Red Ryder, which nearly everyone marks as their first gun, have been called calling for a full-size version for years it makes perfect makes a perfect companion to the youth version so mentor and youth can shoot the same gun very cool the new adult size red rider is available in two kits the first kit is for shooters who already have a regular size red rider it includes the new model 
1938 ARR, a rocket shot target launcher, so you can, so you and your youth can shoot together, shooting glasses, so no one shoots their eye out, and a tube containing 350 BBs. Well, that ain't going to last yeah, very that's long. That's about one afternoon. <laughs> right. The second kit is perfect for the new shooter or as the perfect Christmas gift for two. It includes the new model 1938 ARR, a regular size Red Rider model 1938, the rocket shot launcher, shooting glasses, and a tube of 350 BBs. Uh, the new... Uh, Red Rider, adult size Red Rider is available in a very limited number, so shop while supplies last. I'm so calling them and ordering these. You should. I should. <clears throat> you need more practice. And more than 130 years old, Daisy Outdoor Products, America's oldest leading maker of BB guns. I've been to the uh, Daisy uh, BB Gun Museum. Yes. And... Uh, it's cool. It's cool. And I'll tell you, okay, if you're listening right now, I'm going to give you a bit of information that very few people know about Daisy BB guns. This is good, so be paying attention. <laughs> if you call or go online and email their museum, they have a, a collection of seconds. Like if there's a slight scratch on the butt of a Daisy BB gun or the barrel of a bb gun or any little slight imperfection they don't sell them they don't box them and sell them the museum gets them and that's how they raise their money and so you can call the museum and get drastically discounted bb guns and even their most high power uh, pellet guns and stuff if they have them in there they have just a rack full of these uh daisy seconds wow. and i bought them before and you I challenge you to figure out where, what little, you know, imperfection was on there. But that's why I can't hit that dadgum can. You buy me a Daisy second. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, but it's, man. It's, a, it's a little known fact. Um, but anyway. Can you imagine having the, the company that that's <clears throat> the box that's checked by most of us? That's our first gun to shoot. That's pretty incredibly American. That's just beautiful. <laughs> Debunking deer hunting myths. Do you see this? Uh-uh. There's a bunch of deer hunting myths, and uh, this guy goes through and debunks a bunch of them. Uh, I still cringe when the local deer expert advises that you may as well shoot a, shoot that spike and get him out of the gene pool. He will never be anything but a spike. That's not true. I will say that most bucks start as a spike, and you can't control genetics in a wild deer herd anyway. So, uh, yeah. Well, what about a what about a spike that's got like, you know, a giant fourteen spike? inch spike? Well, then you got to shoot that one because most deer contests in the counties have a big spike contest. Oh, so well, you got to shoot the big go. spike. <laughs> I saw one yesterday. I saw one yesterday at the ranch that had uh, one of the one side was real long and it was kind of palmated with just two points huh so just a long spike with just kind of a flat part with yeah. two points and the other side was just a little nub <laughs> oh so i'd kill him just because eh, i would may miss- let him go at, nah kill him at mississippi state and school of forest resources and wildlife management they've got deer pens and they're studying deer all the time white-tailed deer and they have these four by eight pieces of plywood in their in their uh in their cabin on the deer ranch, and they 
have every deer's horns for every year they've cut them off. You know? Oh, yeah. And they'll have a spike for two years, and then this beautiful eight-point blossoms out on its third, three and a half and four and a half. Uh, year so it's not uncommon for a for a that spike. is definitely for two one year that well, is really interesting well he's still got some more that i thought were interesting i'd like to ask y'all we'll talk about it on the flip side but before that i want to tell you about mcbride's guns mcbride's guns central texas family owned and operated gun shop if you're looking for the right firearm mcbride's can help if you're looking to trade your guns mcbride's is the place an expert gunsmith on site you don't get that anywhere else. Right there, they can take care of any gun problems you may have, setting your scope, trigger problems, any of that stuff. They'll take care of right there, one place, McBride's Guns. You'll find McBride's in the same place it's been for years, right there at the corner of 30th and Lamar. Or you can give them a call, 512-472-3532, or online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns, our hometown Gun shop. Up next, we've got your Armed Citizens Report. Plus, we'll continue with debunking some deer hunting myths. Get your take on them. You get it only one place right here live every Sunday from 7 to 9 a.m. on 1049 The Horn. Now on iTunes, just search The Outdoor Zone. I'm Randall Tharp, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone Fish On. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse, number one outdoor show on radio. TJ Graney, that's Cody Ryan. Beefsteak is headed to church. Rick McGee is in the house from Lynchburg, Virginia. I guess. Where they have, they actually have paid deer snipers working for the city government. Not everybody can have those kind of jobs, but some people got them. Hey, uh, archery country, we were talking about fixed broadheads and mechanical broadheads and draw weight and all that stuff. Man, if you have questions about shooting a bow or if you or shooting your bow and you're having some problems with it. I went and I I just needed some help on kind of getting my bow set up for me cuz you know I'd been elk hunting with it the last few times I'd been and and I needed to get it adjusted for me and and archery country is the only full-size archery range, the only true archery shop in Austin. And they can help you with all that. They carry the best brands, Matthews, Elite, Hoyt, they got uh, crossbows Man, tons of people are talking about crossbows, using crossbows, and they can get you set up with the crossbow at Archery Country. Go see our buddies over there, 8121 Research Boulevard. Just go to austinarcherycountry.com, austinarcherycountry.com to get the details on when they're open and all the different activities there. And, uh, man, you just can't go online and buy stuff for your bow you really need to go to a, a bow shop, and Archery Country's our bow shop. Anyway, uh, now it's time for your Armed Citizen Report. 
Yep. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. Man, this upset me greatly. So, uh, we'll go around the room real quick. Uh, Levi's, Wrangler, or other? Uh, last several years, Levi. Salt Dog. Salt Dog. Other. Other. And I'm a Levi's guy. Dang it. They are pumping a ton of cash into anti-gun advocates. They, Wrangler it is. I'm telling you, they are. Making I, a move. It broke my heart. I mean, this legendary working man, cowboy, riding in the saddle company has been pumping money. On September 4th, Levi's CEO Chip Berg announced that the San Francisco-based clothing manufacturer, okay, that tells you one thing, which also owns Dockers, would openly advocate for gun control. As part of this campaign, the company will donate more than $1 million to radical anti-gun groups, including Michael Bloomberg's front group, Every Town for Gun Safety and Gifford's formerly Americans for Responsibility Solution Solutions and the Legal Community Against Violence. The company will also match employee donations to these groups and is encouraging its staff to devote their time to anti-gun activism. Unbelievable. Dang it. So what do you do? I mean, if you're a if you're a a fan of that company, I start a new jean company. Well, Ta- tactical jeans. I'll, I'll tell you what I did find. Seven <laughs> tactical jeans. Seven. Mm. Wear them. Slim fit. <laughs> Husky. <laughs> Wide leg. Boot cut. Boot cut. Uh. <laughs> tactical fit. So no, I I actually went and uh, have recently bought a couple of pairs of Cabela's jeans. And they were fine, so yeah. I don't, I don't know. I maybe I don't need to pay the thirty dollars or thirty two dollars on sale for. I want to know just, what the it other. It just is. pisses me off because that is an American brand, and somebody hijacked it. Some San Francisco. Well, it's highly sought after in Europe as well. It is. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to get off of the topic because it just made me so frustrated and angry i mean come I'm gonna, on i'm gonna go home and rip all the tags off my levi's i'm not gonna support them i'm, I'm not just gonna sponsoring them put a red circle with a line through it on the tag on the back of all my levi's this is where i and when somebody says hey i'll why just you put my holster I'll say, because over sir <laughs> i'll just put my holster over the tag <laughs> what about that uh, that home run. Yeah. All right. We want to encourage you. If you have your carry license. You've got Levi's on. Cover the tag with your holster. That's right. Take a picture of it and put it at theoutdoorzone.com <laughs> on Facebook. I want to uh, know what other jeans represent. Well, I'm You like I'm special. Pretty, what are yours? Or? No, 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 no. It's nothing like that. I'm this pretty is, cheap. It, I go to Sam's, whatever. They don't even 
Carrie mm-hmm. Levi's. It's twelve ninety six for <laughs> six pairs. <laughs> they come plastic wrapped and hanging on the, on the. So yeah, I'm pretty cheap. I like it. I like it too. Don't get me wrong. Debunking hunting myths, deer hunting myths. So these are things we've heard for years. Uh, these are some some myths, or are they? Whitetail deer are colorblind. Y'all have heard that. For years, mm-hmm. once again, this could be an old one, and I would say yes and no. I'm not a wildlife biologist, and I don't play one on TV. But some of the latest studies seem to conclude deer see some, but not all colors. Scientists who study this sort of thing tell us deer may see different shades of blue, yellow, very well, but uh, some, but not so much red and greens. Um, so no problem, I guess, wearing blaze orange. But back in the day. Used to wear blue jeans and a red and black flannel. I mean, that was deer hunting. And you're bow hunting right. with a handmade bow, fifteen yards away with a pair of blue jeans on. Yeah. Right. So you think it's just movement? That, that I mean, there's pictures of Fred Bear doing that. Yeah, I know. That's well, the look. The and the the big craze came out a while back about red and green lights for your flashlights going in and right. out. Oh, right, right, right. right. And um, and so that was probably related to those colors. Yeah. I remember when I was early on in the deer hunting. Oh gosh! And I would go to oh, you, you know, you were in my lap or sitting at my feet or something. Spear? I can't, no, spear I was there. Well, we'd go, we'd go to the deer stand. You remember this, Cody? We'd go to the deer stand, a hundred yards from a feeder. But we would spray down. We would anti-smell. We would do. I ev- have everything. Distinct memories. Of you opening up a bottle of skunk <laughs> spray. Ooh. That was one time and, set and one inside, blind. Will we set ever it inside the blind with us as a cover scent? I didn't know An any entire, better. And just sitting there gagging the entire time. Yeah, but you know, no, but now, come on, tell the truth. Now, I pass a dead skunk on the side of the road. You get that smell in your car. and Go I back just, to your childhood. Ah, that's hunting with my daddy. <laughs> smells just like deer season. <laughs> and it ha- I have that memory. But it was, looking back, that was a little much. So now I that was terrible. take my cup of coffee and I <laughs> mosey towards the stand so and I here's get up the, in the stand. Here's the last one. It kind of follows into that same thing. To pee or not to pee? Back in the day, I knew several bow hunters who would go through great lengths to uh, not urinate around a tree stand. The theory was that if a deer detected you were there, you were had, they were gone. That's all there was to it. And uh, do you worry about peeing around your deer stand? Not anymore. I used to, but yeah. not anymore. <laughs> well, both of y'all, I guess, of age, you really can't. <laughs> you don't have You choices. can't take enough bottles. Right. <laughs> you, you can't pack in. Y'all pee every 15 the coffee, minutes. The coffee cup just fills up for <laughs> But they actually, this was kind of funny. Many deer experts are now telling us that taking a leak around your deer stand will not frighten any deer and actually attract some. Uh, That explains that. One scent company wrote a story a few years ago that they actually sold a deer attractant package that was to be mixed with the hunter's own urine. Wow. (laughs) Now that's smart. Son, I... 
Sun Auto Service, family owned and operated. Hey, when we need our vehicles worked on, we go to Sun Auto Service because we know their techs are good, and we go to a place where we know we can trust them. We've had we've had every kind of repair you can think of, from brakes to just regular maintenance. And before you get out on the road, or if you get out on the deer lease and you and you break a tie rod, or you need a shock replaced or something, go to our buddies over at Sun Auto Service. Um, Cody and I use the, uh, we call our family location, the Sun Auto Service at 405 West Slaughter Lane, but they have one at 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and the newest location at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Follow them on Facebook because they always have great um, ads and and specials on Facebook. Go to sunautoservice.com for details, sunautoservice.com. Dot com. All right, when we get back on the flip side, we're going to roll this thing into a close. Uh, it's the Outdoor Zone, number one outdoor show on radio every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, right here on 104.9 The Horn or 247365 at theoutdoorzone.com. eyeing the newest technology and the newest gadgets on the market. Hey, it's Cody Ryan here. But one thing many of us don't always think about is the cutting-edge technology keeping us safe behind the wheel. They have cameras and sensors all around the vehicle. We're talking about the 2018 Honda Accord. That means you'll get multi-angle view behind your vehicle when you're backing up. Your car will automatically brake for it if it determines its unavoidable collision. This is good for TJ. Best of all, all of these features come standard on the 2018 Accord. It's the 2018 North American Car of the Year, and it was on the 2018 Car and Driver 10 Best list. It's made that list 32 times, and not by accident. No other car in history has done that. Solve your Honda Envy at any one of the Central Texas Honda dealers. You can check them out online at centraltexashondadealers.com. Car and Driver January 2018-2018 Kelly Blue Book Brand Image Awards are based on the Brand Watch Study from Kelly Blue Book Strategic Insights. Awards calculated among non-luxury shoppers. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. See dealer for details. The Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries is cautioning deer hunters about the use of deer urine lures because of the potential these products could contain chronic wasting disease. 
CWD has not been discovered in Louisiana, but has been in 25 other states. Urine production and its sale is not regulated by any of the fed- any federal any state or federal agency. The production of these lures includes collecting urine through grates in at captive deer facilities. That allows mixing with saliva and feces, which typically have a higher CWD content than urine. CWD uh, is shed by infected animals through saliva, feces, urine, blood, antler, velvet, and decomposing carcasses. So what they're saying is they're starting to say, be careful when you use it. Uh, Rick McGee's in the house with us from Virginia, and he said, man, they, they cut it out using uh, real yep. urine, so no more. Buck you got bombs. problem with CWD up there? No, <laughs> neither do we. So, one of the things that I I remember, I still have that was a the couple most of... simple CWD conversation I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually well, an in depth gonna, two I, hour conference. It's it's you know there's twenty five states out there reporting it. It is an issue in some places, and it needs to be. But I don't know that. You know, how long have we been had buck bombs? You know, the aerosol can where you push the tab down and just goes. Right. And you run up and get in your stand. I mean, there's deer urine has been used on Tink's deer urine or whatever. That stuff's been around for a hundred years. Yeah. 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 What's super interesting is in the state of Virginia, it's illegal to use it, but it's for sale everywhere. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what's going on there, but they they use it everywhere. They had some stuff, and I've talked about it before. That I found, uh, I was hunting public land in college. I figured out some public land not far from me that I would hunt, which we don't have a lot in the state of Texas. Ninety eight percent privately owned. There's not a whole lot of public hunting land, so the few places that you can hunt are covered up with people. Number one, or if there's any deer at all, yeah, you there's not after opening day uh, but i used uh i found some stuff one time on like that bottom shelf sell aisle dollar 88 at walmart that they're just trying to get rid of that were these tubes or or, or, or these bottles kind of like shampoo bottle and it was this gel that was and they had different ones they had like you like the gel you they, like more the gel? crystal jail crystal jail they had that's oh my gosh that's a uh, that's when you go get your nails done. Nails done. It's an old comedy skit. So they had these bottles of this gel that smelled like different things, and uh, they had apple, acorn, and uh, corn, like corn. And so I I got being on public land, you can't feed. You know, there's some different rules than a lot of parts of the state of Texas. I took that gel. And I just gooped it on a bunch of logs and different things like that, you know, stumps and stuff around where I was hunting um, because I wasn't feeding, right? I mean, it's just an attractant, but I never saw that it worked or anything. But I thought the idea (laughs) was good. I was completely drawn in. I'm ready ready to go get it. Well, but they also had, they also had, and you may remember this, uh, Paps, they had uh, the little handheld noise thing that sounded you push the button and it sounds like a deer feeder going off oh yeah oh, wow yeah and yeah, so you yeah. could you could and so i didn't buy that one because i was in college and i only had a dollar 88 to buy one tube of this 
you know, goofy stuff. So I chose that and over the sound maker. But I thought, man, if you got the gel goopy stuff, you know, you squirted that out front and then you hit the old uh, deer feeder sound maker. I mean, you're set, right? Yeah, you ought to get you ought to get to be ready to be run over. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have a beef steaks out? He usually does uh, gives us some really in depth, really awesome piece powerful, of advice, powerful uh, quote quote of the week. So, absolutely, the, I've, I've raised three boys. We're kind of on the tail end of that. My youngest is eighteen, and I routinely told them as they, as all of us as boys would do, make mistakes through life, and that's how we learn and grow. And some of them would be higher than others. So my my famous line is we would conclude whatever ignorant thing they would do. I would say, son, if you're going to be stupid, you better be tough. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's perfect. This week's Bible verse uh, comes from Proverbs 1225. Just another beautiful nugget. Anxiety weighs down the heart. But a kind word cheers it up. Live it, love it, learn it. I'm Cody wow. Ryan, and I am uh, I'm working on peeling off that boat wrap for. Uh, mm. That's yeah. I'm not fishing <clears throat> today, but I'm still working on the boat. And we're headed to church, folks. Want to encourage you to visit a good Bible-based church in your community today. There's a good good family to be had at a a good Bible-based church over there somewhere. So go find a good church somewhere. This week, get the kids off the couch, take them for a walk in the park, show them the birds, the trees. We don't care what it is as long as you get them into the great outdoor zone. If you want to start a hunting and fishing ministry at your church, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. Kidsoutdoorzone.com will help you get a hunting and fishing ministry started in your church. I guess that's it. Hey, Ricky McGee, thanks for being here. It's great yeah. seeing you guys. Great Salt Dog, thank you again. Uh, regulators, let's mount up. And we can skin a buck, we can run a trot line, and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. I had a good friend in New York City He never called me by my name, just Hillbilly My grandpa taught me how to live off the land And his taught him to be a businessman He used to send me pictures of the Broadway nights And I'd send him some